Chapter Seventeen of the Brownies, their book by Palmer Cox. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Chapter Seventeen The Brownies at the Seaside. Within a forest dark and wide, some distance from the ocean side, a band of brownies played around on mossy stone or grassy mound, or climbing through the branching tree, performed their antics wild and free. When one, arising in his place, with sparkling eyes and beaming face, soon won attention from the rest, and thus the listening throng addressed. For years and years, through heat and cold, our home has been this forest old. The saplings which we used to bend, now like a schooner's mast ascend. Yet here we live, content to ride a springing bough with childish pride, content to bathe in brook or bog, along with lizard, leech, and frog. We're far behind the age, you'll find, if once you note the humankind. The modern youths no longer lave their limbs beneath the muddy wave of meadow pool or village pond, but seek the ocean far beyond. If pleasure in the sea is found, not offered by the streams around, the brownie band at once should haste these unfamiliar joys to taste. No torch nor lantern's ray will need to show our path or dewy mead. The ponds and pitfalls in the swale, the open ditch, the slivered rail, the poison vine and thistle high show clear before the brownie's eye. Next evening, as their plan they'd laid, the band soon gathered in the shade. All clustered like a swarm of bees, they darted from the sheltered trees, and straight across the country wide began their journey to the tide. And when they neared the beach at last, the stout, the lean, the slow, the fast, t'was hard to say of all the lot who foremost reached the famous spot. And now, said one with active mind, what proper garments can we find? In bathing costume, as you know, the people in the ocean go. Another spoke, for such demands, the building large that yonder stands, as one can see on passing by, is full of garments, clean and dry. There, every fashion, loose or tight, we may secure with labor light. Though brownies never carry keys, they find an entrance where they please, and never do they chuckle more than when some miser bars his door. For well they know that, spite of locks, of rings and staples, bolts and blocks, were they inclined to play such prank, he'd find at morn an empty bank. So now the crafty brownie crew soon brought the bathing suits to view. Some, working on the inner side, the waiting throng without supplied. T'was busy work, as may be guessed, before the band was fully dressed. Some still had cloth enough to lend, though shortened up at either end. Sorty ran about to find a pin, while others rolled and puckered in, and made the best of what they found, however strange it hung around. Then, when a boat was manned with care, to watch for daring swimmers there, lest some should venture, 
overbold, and fall a prey to cramp and cold. A few began from piers to leap and plunge at once in water deep. But more to shiver, shrink, and shout as step by step they ventured out. While others were content to stay in shallow surf to duck and play along the lines that people laid to give the weak and timid aid. It was a sight one should behold when o'er the crowd the breakers rolled. One took a header through the wave, one floated like a chip or stave, while others there, at every plunge, were taking water like a sponge. But while the surf they tumbled through, they reckoned moments as they flew, and kept in mind their homeward race before the sun should show his face. For sad and painful is the fate of those who roam abroad too late, and well may brownies bear in mind the hills and vales they leave behind, when far from native haunts they run, as oft they do, in quest of fun. But ere they turned to leave the strand, they made a vow with lifted hand, that every year, when summer's glow had warmed the oceans spread below, they'd journey far from grove and glen to sport in rolling surf again. End of chapter 17